0: I was having panic attacks. I mean, I was full of anxiety, depression. Like, I didn't know what the next hour of my life would look like, let alone I couldn't think about my future and I couldn't earn.
1: Be confident, be bold, be authentic, but don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman.
2: Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 283. Today, you're going to hear from Danielle Matthews. At the age of 23, Danielle was hit by a drunk driver and sustained a life-altering injury to her brain. The medical world said there was no hope of recovery and told her to accept this life as her new normal. Although her body was physically impaired, her spirit was strong and she refused to believe their diagnosis. Her mind was determined to recover and she did through the power of what she refers to as mind control. She attracted the mindset technique and exact quantum healing technologies needed to fully recover. She has since built an international business, authored an ebook called Mind Control, and shares her life-altering experience with countless people around the globe. So let's get to it so you can hear from Danielle Matthews. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or badass, I'm so glad you're here. Today's guest is Danielle Matthews. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Excited to have you on the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. So before we go any further, I've got to ask you, do you consider yourself ordinary or badass?
0: Hey, there's only one answer to that question in my opinion, and that is that is a
2: badass, of course. What has made you feel like a badass, or have you always felt like a badass, or was it a a series of events? Oh, it was one major event,
0: actually, in my world. So I uh, I lost my health when I was 23. I was hit by a drunk driver and sustained a brain injury. And my world went from being, let's say, pretty ordinary and, you know, I was living a good life. Uh, but all of a sudden, I found myself having a huge struggle uh, emotionally uh, as well as physically because my future was so unknown. Doctors were telling me, maybe it'll clear in a month, Danielle. and didn't. Then they said three. Then they said six. And at my one-year appointment, they actually told me it was my new normal. And that I just needed to adjust my life around these symptoms and paint the picture for everybody. What that looked like, my life, was being in bed. Um, I couldn't handle screens. I couldn't handle focusing for more than like 10 minutes. I had severe migraines, Was sensitive to any sort of light or noise. Like we had blackout fabric in the bedroom. And um, when my doctor said to me, yeah, they just need to adjust to this, I thought, I'm 24 years old. Like there is no way <laughs> this is going to be my life. And I remember thinking inside of me, like, well, you're fired. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm not going to accept this. And I would say that was a pivotal moment from saying, all right, let's just accept how the world is. And I would say rather ordinary to saying, no,
2: I'm going to be a badass and I'm going to beat this. I love that. And I, I love how you thought, like, okay, you're fired. If you don't know the answer, that I'm going to find somebody who does. I think too often we look at the doctors as just the experts and the end all be all. And don't look for any answers beyond that. Um, What would you say to the woman who's struggling with that? Maybe she's gotten some sort of diagnosis or heard something from the doctor that she just doesn't believe or doesn't want to accept. You're more powerful than you
0: know. And our doctors are super helpful. I mean, my grandfather was a doctor. I grew up with one in my family. I was very fortunate. Uh, But then he was the first one to tell you we were trained on surgery and prescription pills. Like, that's how we were trained. Our clinical training was on those two things. So if we can't fix you with one of those, we don't know what to do. And so, I, uh, you know, and with my type of injury, and I don't know who's listening and what your diagnosis is or what's going on or what you're being told, but I would say your doctors are fabulous, but they also have limited knowledge. And remember, you need to be your own advocate. And this is what I learned. And this is the, this is part of being a badass. You got to take your power back. And you have to say, look, The external world might be saying something to me, but I know I'm connected to the infinite. I know infinite intelligence is flowing to and through me all the time. So I can ask for things. I can look for things. Doors will open. And that's what happened in my world, in my journey. And so I would just, like, there's an equation. I used to be a math teacher. (laughs) I love equations. But uh, there's an equation I use that I would say, if you guys want something to just help you get through life, all right, it's the external world plus your internal response to it, equals your reality. And I I like to give the example of, say, there's an alcoholic father, okay, and he has two sons, and you follow up with those sons later in life. One of them has never touched a drop of alcohol. The other one has become an alcoholic. And you ask them both, why are you the way that you are? And they both say, well, just look at who my father was. And I think that is such a powerful example, and we do it all the time. Sometimes unconscious programming is making us interact and react to life in a certain way, and it's causing us to have a certain reality. Like we do have a role in it, even with disease and illness and everything else, you know, that might feel out of your control. How you decide to interact and react to it will set up the difference, right? One son decides, "Well, I'll never touch alcohol because I don't want that to happen in my life. The other one says, "Well, look at who my dad was. Of course, I'm going to turn out this way." You know, and i I would say, with my injury, Like for me, at that moment when I was told this is permanent, something just switched in me, and I said, "You know what? Life is a game, and if I knew how to win the game, it wouldn't be any fun, (laughs) right? Like, who wants to play a game that they know how to win immediately? Like, there's no joy in that because the joy is in in the struggle and learning. Wow, what do I have inside of me to be creative? How can I come around this? How can I get through this obstacle? And you know, who can I pull in to support me?" That's the fun of a game. And if you look at life that way and you stop taking it so seriously and you say, all right, (laughs) there's new rules on the game. Okay. So that's, that's what I looked at it. It's like, okay, so this accident has happened. I'm very limited, you know, physically. But I said, I can make a difference to my emotional side of things because I was, I was having panic attacks. I mean, I was full of anxiety, depression. Like I didn't know what the next hour of my life would look like, let alone I couldn't think about my future and I couldn't earn. So you can imagine, like the world seemed like it was crumbling. But I said, "All right, what can I do?" You know. And so I just started to shift, like, what is possible? What can I do within these limitations? And I started to realize, like, well, I can start like drawing. Like I'm a scientist. Okay, that's my degree. It's biology. Like there was no creative aspect to me. <laughs> but I said, "Well, let's let's just do it." I picked up like a you know something, and I started just making making scribbles. And then I opened up all these things. Not, I'm not like a great artist by any means, but I, it was like this opening of like, okay. Maybe there's things I haven't explored. Maybe I need to change my perspective. And I always ask myself the question, what's this challenge making possible? And so for me, it was like, okay, it's making it possible for me to spend more time with my grandparents. Like, they were fine to sit in a dark room and talk to me. You know what wisdom my grandparents told? Like, I just, they've all now since passed. And I am so grateful that I had several years where I got to spend, like, I went to my one grandparents for, for six weeks. I just went and I lived with them. And I got to spend so much time. I learned about the history of how, like, my ancestors from Italy came over and all this stuff. And it wasn't that many generations back, you know, um, looking at pictures and things. It's just, like, it is phenomenal what's in front of us. But I think we get such tunnel vision about, like, what we're doing and we're so focused that we forget about the rest of the world that's happening. And for me, I got, you know, I got put on the sidelines of life and I had to look at the bigger picture. And I'm so grateful because now my perspective with everything, any obstacle, anything that comes in the way, I'm like, all right, well, what's this one making possible? <laughs> Maybe it's guiding me in a
2: different direction. There are so many good nuggets in there. O to beers. You heard it from Danielle. The joys of the struggle. I love that because sometimes it really is about perspective and it's so easy. I think the brain naturally wants to go to all the negativity. And so how do you, well, Oh, hold off, because first, let's do an introduction. <laughs> I know you've already told us a little bit about yourself, but will you share um, a little bit about your bio?
0: Yeah, so uh, background biologist, had this traumatic brain injury, and that really set me off into the world that I, I live in now. So it's been 10 years since that injury. Um, I found a technology, ultimately, that helped my body to to heal itself. And when that happened, I sat back and went, all right, this happened for a reason. And um, I am meant to share this. And so I've spent the last seven years of my life educating people around the globe about this breakthrough technology. And I've helped thousands of people uh, with their own health. And now I coach and lead a team of people that are doing the same thing and uh, gotten to speak on stages, speak on virtual stages. It has been like so much has opened up. I recently released an ebook sharing some of my perspectives, mostly on like handling obstacles and challenges, because I feel like that's what what I've been through. (laughs) And I can speak to what I've gone through in hopes that like it helps somebody else with what they have going on. Hopefully not a traumatic brain injury from being hit by a drunk driver. But you know, whatever life is thrown your way, uh, it's probably a curveball. And how do we deal with them? I think that that book really was designed to help people with that.
2: So how did you end up recovering from the traumatic brain injury? Or what were your steps earlier? You mentioned how you didn't believe what the doctor said. What did you do to start recovery?
0: Yeah, so I switched my internal world, right? So I started to switch how I was interacting with life. And I tapped into honestly, I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I now understand this, but I was tapping into one of the laws of the universe, which is the law of vibration. And a lot of people talk about the law of attraction. You know, you can attract in what you want. But what people don't understand is that, like, that actually is a secondary law. The primary one is the law of vibration, which is your vibrational state is what you attract in. So we all know people that, like, like the world is always going terribly. Like, they just keep having one thing after another, like, happen. And it's like this cycle down. On the other end of the spectrum, we also know people that it's like, how in the world is, like, they're just so lucky? They're not. Like, they just, whether conscious or unconsciously, they're, they're actually, it's just because of the law of vibration. And so I was in this space. Where, and if people don't understand what I mean by vibration, like think of emotions. You know, they hold a certain energy. You can walk into a room and like you can tell if somebody's angry or sad, like you feel it. And so emotions like I had, fear, anxiety, depression, um, anger, very low vibration. When you are operating in that space, you're going to continue to pull in things that are going to validate and equal those emotions. And so unbeknownst to ourselves, we're like keeping our own selves stuck. And when I pulled myself out of it, uh, it was through my own mind, like literally just sheer determination in my own head to say, nope, you're going to pivot the way you're going to look at this. So I did a gratitude journal. I refused to go to bed before I wrote something I was grateful for. And I would stare at that sheet of paper for like a long time at the beginning because I'm like, there's nothing to be grateful for, you know, because I was comparing to the life I had. And then it was like, wait a second. I still love beautiful sunrise. Like I have the most gorgeous flowers outside. You know, I got to spend time with my dog. Like all of a sudden, all these things started to open up. So that helped. I also started Yoga Nindra. um, And Yoga Nindra is just a guided meditation. And my mom said to me, Danielle, to do this, you have to lay down in a dark room. And I was like, oh, well, here we go. (laughs) That's something that I can do. And uh, so I started doing that. And it I was using it to help with my migraines, actually, and to help me sleep. Just I was trying to use the, the meditation for physical things. And I didn't realize that it was also creating these shifts emotionally where I was like able to access this state of peace during the meditation that then was staying with me throughout the day. And all of a sudden, the depression, the anxiety just went away and my vibrational state was raising. And so I was oscillating more in, in gratitude, in a space of joy, in a space of love. And because of that, and I think this is where like obstacles are helping us to realize, whoa, we had that within us to make that shift. Like nothing happened except I made a shift. And when that happened, the external world, right, it starts resonating at that level. And I drew in the answer. An acupuncturist called my mom. I did nothing. The acupuncturist called my mom and said, I've come across a breakthrough health technology. I've started using it in my practice. It's helped me every single one of my clients. All of them with different things she said because it's just stimulating the call for help that the cells use to detect damage and she said you had more of it when you were young so older people have less which is why they have chronic issues or things that pop up and she said with danielle's case she's young but she has so much damage it's like there's just not enough signal like the body's not hearing the issue so it's not repairing like having one bar of service on your cell phone the phone's good but without the signal we're not getting very far <laughs> um she said, I think it could pass the blood-brain barrier and could help Danielle. And so that was, that was the answer. And it's so funny because I honestly, I'm, a- I'm only honest about this, like I missed it. You know, here I am sitting wanting to get better. And I was just like under this impression it was just going to be some miraculous like, oh, I'm healed. No, like sometimes the universe, God, whatever your beliefs are, are going to put people, you're going to hear something on the radio, on a podcast, a friend's going to mention something. That's the opener. Like, it sneaks in the back door, you know? It's not going to arrive with a little message that says, here's your answer, <laughs> right? Um, and so I missed it. I thought this stuff sounded too good to be true. I was like, this lady's involved in a scam. Like, there's no way this stuff could do what she's saying. The biologist didn't even got in the way. Um, but fast forward six months. Both my parents started using this product. They both had results. Um, my mom with bone on bone in her hand. She couldn't make a fist. She got four-inch motion back in six weeks. My dad, 30-year-old knee injury, started to feel better within 10 days. And that's when they said to me, Danielle, like this stuff can't hurt you and it might help you. Why don't you just try? And I said, okay, (laughs) there's some logic in that. Um, And that's what changed my world. So I started using this and it wasn't immediate for me. But three months into drinking it, uh, they're called redox signaling molecule. The pounding that had been relentless for over two years uh, stopped and that has never come back my ability to concentrate came back. It was like I could actually focus again. And I had the energy to like have a conversation. I didn't have to take a nap afterwards. And it was just like, holy cow, what's happening? And as I stayed on it, my sensitivities to noise and to light are now also completely gone. And so, you know, (laughs) it's interesting. I always remember certain moments. I think we all have inflection points in our life. Like that accident certainly was one. The doctor telling me that was one. And the next one was my cognitive therapist. I'd been seeing her weekly and she said to me, "Danielle, I've worked with brain injury for 30 years. She said I've never watched somebody heal so rapidly so far out from the initial trauma. She said with your type of injury it just it, it doesn't happen, frankly." Right? And she said, "What the hell is that stuff you started drinking?" <laughs> and and I had a laugh because I was like, "I don't know. I thought it was salt water." I said, "I have no idea what I'm drinking." And she said, well, we got to find out. And so she was like this catalyst where because of her intrigue and desire to support her other, you know, patients, I got on the phone with a member of the medical board of this company. We have a conversation and I just light up. It was like all the light bulbs went off in my mind and I went, holy cow, the potential of this to go in and support each body where they need it. And beyond people, every living thing, we're talking plants, animals, they all talk with redox molecules. And I went, this is phenomenal and so something just kind of lit in fire like a fire got lit inside of me and again like this is the badass part where I listened to it because my brain was going no Danielle go get a job like go back into the world like go do you know go back to grad school like this is what my brain's saying but my heart is going no you're meant to share this like you are uniquely designed to share this Danielle go share it I'm like I don't know anybody I've been in bed for like you know, years. <laughs> it's like what do you mean And so I was finally healthy enough. I moved down to Florida. I was dating a guy that was living down there at the time. And uh, I literally moved to this community where I know him. And this fire in me says, you're meant to share. And I just, if I could tell everybody one thing, like listen to your heart because it's telling you what you're meant to do. And our mind gets us so in the way of our own selves and our own potential and the power that's trying to be unleashed through us. But I just kept putting my mind to the side And it was intense. I mean, I had family members saying, what are you doing, Danielle? Like, snap out of it. You're healed. Go back to the world. Go get a job. And I was like, no, I meant to share this. And uh, I just got out. You can't steer a parked car. Right. So I just got out into the community. I I literally Googled like networking, like how do I meet people? I found women's groups, I found the Chamber of Commerce, I found Business Networking International, like I found all these things that were already in place. I started to go to these things and boom, as I started moving, right, it was like, God, the universe could guide me to bump into the right person that could then give me the next tip and the next. It's like, you know, I I had to just trust that you don't have to see the full path. But if you start to take a step, the path appears under your foot. And when you take the next step, it appears under your foot. And you just have to have that that faith and that trust. It's almost like driving at night. You know, your headlights, you can only see so far, but you have the faith and trust that the road is going to lead you where you want to go. It's the same thing in life. And your mind is the biggest problem. <laughs> because I call it the ego, right? That's I, I study a lot of yoga philosophy, and that's what they say. It's like the one problem is that people identify with what their mind is thinking and saying not realizing that you're more than that and that that is just programs that are trying to keep you safe and so when you step out of out of (laughs) bounds, which is where the magic happens and you know you try to do something different the mind pops in and it's oh don't do that right it's scary out there we want to keep you safe um get rid of that get past the terror barrier and when you move through it all opens up and like that's I look back at how this is all unfolded and how now I've helped thousands of people and like the connections that have been made and even how we're here talking. I'm like, it's just amazing when we get out of our own way and let that potential, you know, kind of flow.
2: Yes. There were so many good nuggets in there. Uh, First will you tell us what is the product and then did you end up like partnering with the company or doing anything since you're talking about it all the time?
0: Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the product first. It's, so they have a liquid and they also now have a gel and it's just these redox molecules. I'd never heard of that term. You can know, am a biologist. That's why I was like, this lady is full of it. Um, but so redox just stands for reductin and oxidant. And so bear with me, everybody, because we're going to get a little sciencey, but I want to help you understand this. So your cells are making reductins and oxidants all the time. And it's because like, as you're making your, your energy, your ATP during the Krebs cycle, these things are kind of, They're shot off and they thought that they were just like the exhaust the waste product of making making energy and then in the late 90s they got the equipment sophisticated enough to follow them and they went holy cow no these are like signaling molecules so the reductants give an electron the oxidants take an electron all right when we really break our body down we are trillions of cells and the cells talk the electron transfer (laughs) and so what what these redox molecules are doing number one they're activating our antioxidants so you have antioxidants like glutathione. Glutathione helps you to detox. It also helps your body deal with inflammation. It's huge. Um, number two, these molecules are the signal within our cells to keep our genes turned on. So because of our environment and stress and toxins, our genes actually get turned off. It's not like we feel that happening. Like You don't feel that you have low vitamin D. Like Sometimes we don't feel that things on the cellular level are happening, but they are. And the ripple effect of genes being turned off can, can wreak havoc in someone's system. You know, and their hormones aren't modulating properly. They're not making the right digestive enzymes or circadian rhythm gets messed up. And it's just because the gene pathway was turned off. So these molecules turned on. And the last thing they do, and I think this is why, this is what lit me up, was they're the signal for when you have damage. So, like, I don't know or if you've ever thought, like, when you cut yourself, like, well, have my body know to, like, go right there, <laughs> How did it know to repair we watch it happen and like to me it's a miracle that we're watching happen that we just take for granted like how the body do that and it's because there's communication you know there's a, a signal that goes out the body then comes sends what's needed to the area to repair if it's a mutated cell it signals it to kill itself signals apoptosis the cell you know dies off and so as we're getting older and we're making less of these signaling molecules well, what happens the body doesn't detect the damage as quickly well we don't repair as quickly from a wound, from a surgery, from a, from a workout, you know, um, things are turned off. And now all of a sudden we have a chronic issue that's popped up because our insulin signaling isn't working well now. What do we have? We've got diabetes, right? Because that's not doing what it's supposed to do. So when you break it all down and you take all the names and blah, 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 that we we give it and we say, okay, well, the issue is just a cellular issue. And this company, they figured out how to make the same molecules so you can replenish your system supply. That was thought to be impossible. Like, literally, scientists have been trying to do it for decades. They can do it in a lab setting, you know, so they can do research with the molecules, but they're very, kind of like stabilizing a spark. If I was to say, hey, Marie, like, go line sparkler and then grab one of those sparks and put it in a mason jar and it came to me. <laughs> but you'd be like, yeah, you're crazy. Like, I can't do that. It's this thing. Like, these things are so fleeting in our body. but They did it. And I think, you know, it's, I think, divine intervention, but they figured out how to stabilize it. So that you can replenish your system's supply. And so what that would mean for you is different than what it's gonna mean for me, because where I have damage is different than where you do. Just like your house, right? I've got AC problems. I don't know what's going on in your house. Maybe it's plumbing problems. You know, we both have different issues. We call the repairmen in, they fix it. It's the same with our body, except the cool thing is it's non specific. Like these redox molecules, it's not like one's designed for the lung and one for the skin every cell talks with the same electrons okay so every cell can start to be repaired with this and uh, i just yesterday a a friend of mine sent me a picture and he he said which one do you think i put a sia on and it was three succulents and you could see the first one was like more vibrant it was bigger and he goes no joke just two days of putting the repeat on this plant and regular water on the other two and you can already see the shift and it's like with people I call it the AC sea of glow like I can tell when people are drinking these molecules because they're just like more vibrant and lively. and I think it's like yeah they got like the electricity back in their system you know so it's uh it's profound and the topical gel the only thing I'll say about that is like talking about instant gratification because you can put it on the skin and it literally turns the skin cells over faster so for I mean vanity related things like it's helping with wrinkles it's helping with cellulite it's helping with sun damage. That's all the research is on. But what's so cool is that you can localize where you say for the molecules to go. So say like you've got cramps. It's that time of month, right? And you've got cramps. Well, you can just put redox via the gel right over. And guess what? <laughs> the body goes, oh, there's an issue down here. And it starts to starts to deal with it. Um, same with like achy joints or like sore muscles anything like that. You put it on, what we found is like three applications within a five minute period. Nine out of 10 people are very happy <laughs> after 10 minutes when they put it on but with what it's done. And so um, that to me, that's like a newer thing. It didn't exist when I first learned about the redox, but that's opened up so many doors um, because people get this experience and they're like, holy cow, that happened on the outside. What about the inside stuff? <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> like Let's let's explore what that can mean for me. So the product is Acia, but it helps with redox molecules. Is that correct? Yeah, so
0: the the name of it is a Um and the company is a So, but what what it is are redox signaling molecules. Yeah, it's what's inside of it are redox molecules. And redox isn't something that a made up. It's a huge field of science. They're just the only ones right now as it stands in the world that have been able to stabilize it so you can replenish your system supply. Yeah, good question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, earlier we talked about um, some of the obstacles and some of the hardships and then how your mind can get in the way of listening to your heart. How do you tap into your heart and listening to that as opposed to listening to your mind? It's the, that is, that's the question. <laughs> so
0: um, I, I shared that I studied yogic philosophy and the yogis, what I love about their philosophy, like yogis spent thousands of years asking and contemplating questions like if there was a single truth that if known solves everything, what would that truth be? And the answer to that is to realize that you are more than your thoughts, And to realize there is something there before, during, and after the thought. Like there is something that is actually observing (laughs) before, during, and after the thought. And that is your true self. And so what happened for me was, you know, learning this philosophy, and I was experiencing it. Like through the meditation, I was getting, I was like, Disidentifying from my thoughts. Like it was like I was almost dispassionately watching a movie. Like my thoughts would be going, but I was in this like magical, blissful state. And it that then was staying with me throughout the day. And I went, oh, okay. So I am more than my thought. And also I can disidentify from them because most of the time our craving mind like drags us all over the place with the, like, oh my God, I'm angry. Oh my God, I'm happy. Oh this and that. And like we're just like, it's like a freaking roller coaster. But when you You disidentify and you say, oh, interesting. Anger has shown up. (laughs) I get curious and I I don't engage with it. It's like I start looking at it. Well, why am I, angry? you know, because this is what the yogis say and I have found it to be true in my life too. A lot of times it's something from the past. It's not about the present moment. And the present moment, this is what I talk about in my book, the present moment is actually just revealing to you that there's something unresolved from your past that's still lingering. And until you address it, that anger is going to keep showing up. Different scenarios. But it's the same. They call it a karmic seed. I think of it like sunglasses. Like you've just got these like blinders on. <laughs> you're wearing these sunglasses they are not allowing you to see the current uh, situation. And you're having this emotional response. And because it's inside of us and something outside triggered that feeling, usually we blame the outside thing. You know, and we feel so right about, it. yeah, they shouldn't have done this and this and that. And we get angry, but the reality is, like that trigger was meant to be your teacher to say, hey, you've got some anger in you that's unresolved. And guess what? Like we talked about the law of vibration, that anger is keeping you, unbeknownst to you, it's keeping you in a lower vibrational state. And so you're drawing in things that you don't actually want, and it's subconscious. You don't even realize you're doing it. But when you when you crack the code, when you go, oh all of this is unfolding for me. And the fact that I'm getting angry is actually my teaching moment. You know, sometimes it's hard in the moment because those emotions are so strong. (laughs) But if you can, like what I practice is to pull away and to observe. That's how, that's how I've done it. And I use my business life. I use my relationships as the continual practice where I literally view it as like, okay, this is serving me. Like, the fact that I'm having this struggle is because there's something in me I got to work on so I can get to the next level of me. Like everything is just about the self-awareness journey. That's how I view it. And it has it has just liberated me where no longer am I like giving away my emotions and my like sense of peace to the external world. I'm like, no, that's my choice. Like I'm going to pick, do I engage with the anger or not? And I mean, I'm not perfect, right? Sometimes it's like, oh, wow, that just happened. Okay, <laughs> but uh, most of the time now, it's like it's moved away, and I I use meditation. So the yogis designed meditation as a tool, right? And if you don't understand what tool is meant to be used for, you might be using it wrong. So meditation was designed as a tool to help get you outside of your ego mind, away from your thoughts, into this space where you can have a disidentification from them, tap into more. And with Yoga Nindra, they designed it with an intention where you plant a seed when you're in that space of the person that you're wanting to be or what it is you're wanting to resolve. So, you know, you are open and patient or you are at peace amidst the chaos, right? Rather than feeling overwhelmed, like you insert what you do want. So then kind of like in the meditative state, things become like liquidy, you know? And then when you come out of the meditation, it's solidified. It's like ice. That's our conscious mind. But now we've got that solidified in there. And so it can shift how you're interacting and reacting with the world. And that's, that's how I've done it. And that, that's, you know, my advice. And that I can't think of anything better than, than meditation. And, you know, a lot of people hate meditating because they can't sit still and their mind's just chattery. But I like Yoga nidra because they tell you lay down, like get comfy, like so a blanket, I get hello, <laughs> I'm comfy. I'm guided through. And it's just like this beautiful relaxation where before you know it, you're in that space, even if you've never meditated before.
2: So do you have a regular practice? Do you have an app you use? What do you do to practice yoga nindra?
0: Yeah. So I, um, my teachers have some free free on YouTube and I love theirs. So I use theirs. Um, John Bosler, Kalming Desai. Uh, I also have gotten certified in yoga nidra, So I teach it and when you're teaching it, you're also giving it to yourself because you have to drop into the same space to deliver. And because I've done it so much, it's like I can get myself into that space um, without having to listen to a meditation now because I've been doing it for years. And I still, though, like if I need a reset during the day, I go, I lay down and I listen to a yoga nidra. Like that's just how I, I reset myself. And um, I'd encourage everybody to before you go to bed at night to unwind from the day. Right. Rather than looking at Facebook and at Instagram and all the other stuff like do something that's going to really serve you and help your you, help yourself get out of your mind and into the
2: truth yes so just in this last year i've really become obsessed with meditation ah um, nice yeah and it's funny because i've noticed that sometimes i will like one day i did not meditate usually i wake up at four in the morning meditate for an hour um just to start off my day one day i did not meditate and my coworkers were like huh you're pretty feisty today <laughs> And it was, and then like, I realized like, oh yeah, you know, I, I didn't meditate. And so it seems to just take off the edge and with you, do you notice a difference if you miss it or you don't do it?
0: Oh yeah. It's like, it's so funny how we can get out of a routine, right? It's like going to the gym. You're going, 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 you miss a day and all of a sudden you miss like five and you're like, what just happened? (laughs) And so for me, it's like when life starts to feel overwhelming, when I start to feel stressed. I always step back and I'm like, when was the last time I meditated? And I'm like, oh, I got out of the habit. Because when I'm in the habit of meditating, I I also just like, I don't take life as intensely. Because I'm in the space of, yeah, it's unfolding just as it's, as it's meant to. Let me learn from this. Let me just continue to step back, you know, and be at peace. And not let my mind go crazy. When you get out of the routine, like the mind just takes over again. We're so programmed. I mean, and thank goodness for the program, right? That's why you don't have to learn how to drive again. And, you know, you remember how to cook and all that stuff. Like, thank goodness our mind keeps these programs but sometimes there's like a program that's unhelpful that is just you know going and we just need to say hey hey (laughs) i don't want you anymore um and that that's really like yeah it's it's amazing um how you can i mean years into this right like i by no means am i great at it and i actually so i live i didn't tell you this i live at the Onward yoga institute and they're the ones that I learned about yoga ninja from So Kamini Desai was my teacher. Her dad is Gurudev. Um, he came over in the 60s from India. He, he was one of the ones that brought yoga to the West. Um, and he has this this institute here. And I was with him the other morning. And he was like, uh, he gave a, a talk. He does them uh, Mondays and Fridays. Anybody can join in through Zoom. And I, I go live because I'm here. And um, I drive home with him. And I said to him, I said, "Wow, you really hit the nail on the head in the talk today." He was talking about realizing you're more than your thoughts are. I, I was on the wavelength with him, and he just started laughing. And he goes, "Danielle, that's everything, but that ego mind is so tricky. I've spent my whole life trying to figure out how to block it because it keeps trying to take over." <laughs> and so this is a man. He's ninety. He has literally spent his entire life since he was sixteen in these teachings, practicing it, and he still said. No, it gets me sometimes. Like, it just, it's such a sneaky little guy. It gets me sometimes. And so I think that it's just like that. I laughed, we both laughed, and I was like, you know, we're human. Like, that is part of it. And he said, the biggest thing is that the ego then judges itself. And it says, well, you shouldn't have done that. And why is you that? And you're so stupid. Like, you knew the answer. How come? And he's like, that's your ego too. So you need to just, there's non judgment. Oh, I need to just meditate again. That's it. Like, and it, it's, it's, so crazy again the little sneaky ways that the mind pops in and kind of has this like self-sabotage
2: yes and i think that there are so many different ways that we sabotage ourselves, or we think okay we had that thought from the ego but we think that's ourself and that it must be true and we don't challenge that or even reflect on it like you were talking about earlier like where did this come from is this from something from my past that wasn't healed um so what is it that you do when that starts to happen? Is it you just go meditate? Do you do a guided meditation or do you reflect on that particular thing that came up?
0: I like, I call it meditation and emotion. Uh So it's like I use every moment to to have these realizations. Like I'll be in a conversation with somebody sharing the redox, right? And I'm just, they're like blasting me with all this like negativity. Oh, the internet says it's saltwater and this and that. And like, I could so easily be triggered to be like you know i've been doing this for eight years like give me a break you think i'm an idiot you know like that could so easily be what happens and sometimes like it does pop up like my pride or whatever it is and i'm like i in every conversation it's like i create this space or i'm almost like sitting here observing the back and forth and observing myself have the back and forth and trying to like i now like i have learned myself so well that i can see when my own things come in my own of self worth and this and that, and the fear. I can see it coming, and I'm like, yeah, not today. And I push it aside and I stay present. But then what's really cool is now I'm like starting to look at other people and I'm trying to go, okay, what sunglasses are they wearing? Because they're not seeing what I'm talking about clearly. You know, they're getting triggered from, oh, this is some network marketing sleazy thing. I got screwed over. I spend this one, you know, and I'm like, okay, this is something from the past. Like, And I think, can I get their sunglasses off? You know, can I get them to release the past thing to see what's currently in front of them? And that's how, like, literally every conversation every day, that's where I'm at. And it's how I can, because of this, it's like I've learned, first you have to master yourself. And then you can start serving other people and helping them, like, witness what's going on, you know? Or maybe it's not our place to tell them, but to go, oh, that's what's happening here. So, and I don't get triggered where I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. (laughs) And most of the time, that's how it is. Like, people are just dealing with their own stuff, and they've come to you in the present moment, and I'm just the character in their movie that triggered something inside of them, and I'm like, okay, don't take it personally. (laughs) This is not about me. But yeah, that's just how I use life. Like, I honestly, I just think everything's always unfolding, and I stay in that spirit. Um, And if I ever find myself, like I said, stressed out or in my head or overwhelmed, I just, for me, I go on nature. Um, That's a quick reset for me. I'll take some deep breaths and if it's really bad, I go, okay, I just need to step away and I'll, I'll, I'll go do a meditation and then I, I'll do the guided ones. If I can't get myself out of it, I, you know, I, I lean on my tools. And I'll go do a
2: guided meditation to reset. So has this practice helped you increase your confidence too?
0: Oh, yeah. So I think what confidence comes from is self-awareness. It's trusting yourself. It's understanding yourself. Uh, it's being okay with who you are, how you show up, you know, the reasons, the limitations, as well as like the things that you excel at in your gifts. And I would say like, I, pre-accident, I was kind um, of, I do to describe myself, like shy, reserved, you know, if you knew me, I was open, but I, I really wasn't like out there in the world because I didn't really have that confidence. I felt like everybody else had more to share and more to say, and they knew more and they were quick on their feet and like, I just wasn't. Then I went through the accident. I went through years of just being stuck with myself, you know, where I had to learn myself and doing, asking the questions I started asking, doing the meditations. And I started to realize like, and having that fire in me, right? About like, no, you're meant to share this. And then listening to it and seeing the results of doing that. Like I started to change other people's lives. And if I hadn't opened my mouth, they wouldn't be okay. And I went and, Okay, you've got something on you, got something here, Danielle. And so I just kept listening to myself. And that is what has allowed me to be confident because in doing that, I then saw the results happen in the external world and then I could go back internal and then, you know, more results in the external world. And so that to me, that's what confidence is it's just the self awareness, a trusting of the decisions you're making and the ability to, to stand strong in them. Because I, I'll tell you what, like, the world threw a lot at me to tell me like you shouldn't be doing this, you're crazy, whatever. And I just kept, no, I trust myself. Uh, and that's to me where, where it all comes from.
2: Okay, sorry. <laughs> like something popped up on my screen and I couldn't get it off mute. <laughs> trust me. So what the heck? Okay, that's never happened before, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> So Danielle. You were meant to really
2: take in what I said. Right. Yes. (laughs) Let's have a moment of silence. (laughs) (laughs) So let's end with a tip to encourage women who are in the arena fighting for the life that they want. Uh,
0: Best tip I can give you is to simply, it's going to be that question I mentioned a little bit earlier. Ask yourself, what is this challenge making possible? Because I promise you. If you're in there and you're fighting and you're hitting an obstacle, you're hitting a person, a situation or whatever, don't look at it and get overwhelmed. Look at it and go, okay, great. Like this, this is it. Like when I get through this one, it gets me to the next level. So what's it making possible? What is it meant to teach me? Because there's something within you that has to change. It has to shift. It has to be pulled out of you to get you to where it is that you want to go. And it's all about the journey. Like the destination, when you get there, there's then going to be something else. (laughs) I promise you. Having kind of been climbing at this and been in this arena now for, gosh, a decade, uh, it's that's what it is. That's the evolution of life. It's the evolution of you and it's the self-awareness. So just ask that question and, um, you know, it'll shift your perspective and see what opens up. And how can we connect with you? Uh, social media is a great way. So I'm always sharing tips and things on Instagram. Uh, it's my name, Danielle Matthews. There's an underscore on either end. I'm sure we can put it in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Uh, And if you're interested in the Redox technology, I know that a lot of times in sharing my story, people go, well, wait a second. I've got this health challenge. I have this going on. My friend does a family member. I'm always here to educate. And if you want to reach out there, it's just my name, com. There's a contact me. Just click that. It shoots me an
2: email. We can connect and I can educate you more on what this is and if it can support you. Okay. Thank you so much, Danielle. You've been a total badass and I've enjoyed hearing your story. Oh, Thank you, Marie. And with that, we'll end our show. To all the badass women out there staying in the arena, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. Okay. Six takeaways from the episode. Number 1, the external world and your internal response to it equals your reality. Number 2, life is a game. If you knew how it would if you knew how to win immediately, it wouldn't be any fun. Number 3, what is this challenge making possible? What is, it you're, or what is it it's trying to teach me? Number four, I am more than my thoughts, and also I can disidentify with them. Number five, your trigger is meant to be your teacher. The fact that you are angry is actually your teaching moment. And number six, when life starts to feel overwhelming, when you start to feel stressed, step back and ask yourself, when is the last time I meditated? I'm just gonna throw this in here. If you don't meditate, just say, when's the last time I took some time for myself? When's the last time I connected with nature? When's the last time I felt at peace? Okay, so make sure you tune in on Thursday. You're gonna hear three reasons why Danielle Matthews is so
1: badass. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we wanna hear from you. Go to our website, ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's ordinarytobadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena. Well, I don't know